0: Hello and welcome to Nested Folders, a podcast all about productivity and pretending to be productive. My name is Rosemary Orchard and I'm here today with Scotty Jackson. Hello, Scotty.
1: Uh, Hi, Rose. Fake it till you make it. That's what they say? yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's what it all is. And then you look back and you realize actually you made it and you looked productive and you were productive. It just doesn't always feel like it at the time.
1: That's, that's, that's true. And I mean, I mean, sometimes you're not pretending and sometimes you forget that you're pretending you're just actually doing that's, that's, that's the sweet spot right there.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you're just like, okay, I'm just going to do this one little thing and you start the ball rolling. And six hours later, you're like, wait, where did my day go? Well, I got loads of stuff done. So it's all good. Wow. My day disappeared.
1: Uh, but that, but that I guess is a good trigger point for one to think about like, gee, I should maybe review since that day oh, yeah. is gone and a new day is upon me. Time to, time to review. Uh, right.
0: Definitely. Because review is an important part of our lives, especially if you are doing GTD or getting things done as in the the methodology as written by, about by David Ellen. And it's a Great system, because review is really important, you know it's very easy to focus on what's next, but you should take a moment as well to look at what happened because sometimes what happened shapes what's gonna happen next, and sometimes it's just good to go back and go, huh, I did that thing um, and it's nice, you know, I finally moved my stuff, or not as the case may be, because it, as we record this stuff, I have not yet moved every uh, as we record this episode, I've not yet moved my stuff, but it's in progress so.
1: Right. But then as you think about that, you start generating some some new ideas and ways of of tackling that too. And so that's also what review gets to gets to do for you is give you that moment of being able to reframe uh what's coming. Uh as you said, based on based on what's happened.
0: Yes, exactly. So, this is part three in our GTD series, and it's actually part four in the GTD workflow because we combine the last two steps together. I think the first thing that we should look at today is really what is review? Because review encompasses so many things, and there are so many different kinds of review as well. um, That, you know, it's one small word. It's what, seven letters, six letters, and it you know, it actually is quite a powerful tool.
1: When when the word review comes up, I think weekly review, capital W, capital R, is sort of the first sort of thing mm. that comes to mind for people yep. when when you think about the getting things done methodology. But um, as you say, daily review is is really important, and I think that there is also you know uh, you know micro reviews that happen throughout the day. And then these sort of larger reviews that probably happen for a lot of people on maybe a monthly or quarterly or yearly basis, um, or maybe biweekly, if you operate in like agile sprints or something like that, there there are different cadences for this. And so I think we'll probably talk about um, the spirit of review and what it's intended to do, and then maybe how that differs a little bit um, between those different um, perspectives or, or or cadences and and sizes and shapes of, of review uh, as we yes. go here.
0: Yeah. And I think a good place to start is indeed with the Capital Weekly Capital Review, um, because that is the one that most people have heard of. It is a very popular review, and I would say it's integral to having a good system where you know what's happening and you feel confident about it. I find if I review less than weekly, I start to get a little bit antsy about whether or not stuff is actually in my system. Um, and then I get creative. Um, <laughs> but this is not good creative Rose. This is bad creative Rose using a Sharpie to write on the back of her hand that this thing needs to be done. Um, and then having to go and, you know, scrub it off in the shower because, you know, Sharpie. Um, it's uh, obviously fairly permanent. Um, and so, you know, the, the weekly review as defined by, you know, David Allen and as most people have evolved it to, has three essential elements to it, To start with, so first thing you do usually is you get clear. So you, you know, process the inboxes essentially um, and you empty your head. However, that might happen. You might want to do a a mind dump or a guided mind sweep or something like that, where you look at a list of things and go, oh, yeah, and I need to buy new socks um, or whatever it is. Um, And then after the get clear, you get current. And that's where you have to go through and you look at, you know, your system. And you look through the projects and you go, actually, I did that already. I did that already. I did that already. Oh my gosh, I need to do this thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you can do the same with your calendar. I usually go back the last two weeks in my calendar, even though technically I reviewed the first week during the last review, every so often something crops up. And it's like, oh yeah, and there was this thing and I was waiting on this thing from this person from this meeting and I didn't capture it, but I still haven't got it. Um, and so it's it's useful for me to, to go backwards two weeks there. And also then you go ahead and you have to look into the future because, you know, we have our, our wonderful crystal balls, mm-hmm. um, which turns out aren't always so wonderful. But if we take a look at the next couple of weeks, um, I actually look at the next couple of weeks, you know, as uh, a weekly review view in my calendar because you've got the weekly and the monthly views and then i switch to the monthly r- view and i just go out a couple of months um depending on what time of year it is what year it is and so on you know like this time last year there was a whole bunch of travel coming up for me so i was making sure that i would go sort of three months into the future so that i was picking up oh yeah and these travel things are going to happen and i need to make sure i need flights for that and stuff like that it gives you all sorts of ideas
1: right
0: um so so that's, you know, what getting current is. And you can also check on your waiting on lists and specific project lists and any relevant checklists you might have. Um, but then you get to step three where you can be creative. Um, and that's where you, you maybe go and look at your someday maybe list and you pull things out of there um, and you can, you know, come up with crazy ideas and write them down and put them into your task management system and spend 20 minutes planning them and go, okay, I feel good about not doing this now. Because right. you, you've looked at it, or actually, I am going to do this. I am going to buy a DeLorean and turn it into a time machine. Uh, and if you're doing that, please drop me an email because I would really like to uh, hitch a ride.
1: One point twenty-one gigawatts. Ah, yes. Uh, yes, yes, and there, there's a couple of things that that I, uh, and that's a beautiful summary. Um, a couple of things. Uh, th- that I have to react to there I, I particularly like how you talked about looking back and looking forward in your calendar as part of getting current um, and, and I think it's important for everyone to not necessarily feel pressure to use a certain uh, particular time frame for that so uh, your ability to look ahead a couple of months is fantastic because I never travel I mean it, Coronavirus times aside, I I I don't travel a lot, um, and I have a very meeting heavy lifestyle because of my worky work. So um, for me, looking back more than a week and looking forward more than a week, uh, it becomes too cumbersome, and my Mm -hmm. calendar is too volatile to make that super worthwhile. So for me, one week back and one week forward uh, works, but for other people, yeah, David Allen has said like if I'm not looking a few months ahead you know i'm not going to get those seat upgrades on those on those planes, or because i or or maybe you're someone who uh, is regularly involved in you know conferences or speaking engagements or things that like absolutely don't move and that you have to um make sure that you're orienting your work and life around uh looking further out may be super important um for me that's just not the case um yeah and i should also probably um uh, say that there's an opportunity for uh our dear listeners to listen back to episode five of uh nested folders where we did the how we weekly review we can you know that's very good complementary material i think to what we're talking about here uh where we focus on the the weekly review um and and that can uh, um that can provide some more insight into, into how we both approach this. I think what, what I really appreciate about the weekly review and, and any review cadence at all really is how, you know, that as being step four of the GTD workflow. Becomes a prompt for me to go through a whole bunch of cycles of steps one, two, and three. Oh, that reminds me of this thing, which I capture. And then I process and clarify that into an actual action and put that back into my system where it belongs. Oh, that reminds me of another thing. So I capture and process and organize that. And so yeah, I, you kind of end up in this sort of quick iterative cycle of the review being a trigger to do steps one, two, and three about other stuff that maybe hasn't made it through that. That process yet
0: exactly and you know it depends on who you are and what's going on in your life as to how exactly you should do the weekly review now we are going to put a link in the show notes to the official gtd weekly review checklist which is a pdf you can download from the getting things done website Mm -hmm. but the key to any review is it has to meet your needs and your system so if your system has very few things coming in and very few things going out first of all congratulations i would like to be you,
1: um, and
0: you know maybe you don't need a daily and a weekly review. Monthly is just fine, um, but for other people, you know you'll you'll need to be doing bigger reviews on an almost daily basis or an absolutely daily basis, or sometimes even multiple times a day, because otherwise stuff is just going to slip through the cracks. And the other thing that I find with review is to start with review takes forever. It feels like you need to put a whole day aside to go through and do the review. After a while, you figure out, you know, what does need reviewing on a regular basis? What doesn't need reviewing on a regular basis? So technically, you should probably review most projects on a weekly basis. I don't. Uh, I have some projects which don't budge for months, and so they're on a every three-month review. Um And I have other things which need to be reviewed multiple times a week, so I I use the omnifocus feature to set the review frequency of these. But it means that my actual weekly review now, the technical side of it, can be done in about forty five minutes, depending on, of course, what I end up capturing and you know processing as part of that. Because getting clear to start with sometimes takes a bit longer, especially when I get sidetracked writing scripts to help me automatically clear things up, because it seemed like a good idea at the time, and it does help, but sometimes it feels. Tied over the top,
1: totally. I, I I liken it to the difference between like building a car and maintaining one. Really, I mean, like getting yes. into a review practice is uh, is tough, and 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 it, and it and it may feel like a lot, but once you get to that point of sustaining and maintaining your system and your and your way of working, boy, that's a heck of a lot easier. Um, and mm-hmm. I found that you know, in the spirit of that, I found that my, uh, you know, that that first phase of the weekly review of getting into zero, getting, getting clear. Um, I I don't necessarily hold myself accountable to getting to zero because, because I've got stuff coming in all the time. Um, I don't necessarily sweat zero, but I do sweat getting to a point of, do I have a volume that I'm comfortable with? And that isn't a specific number. It's more of a feeling of like, okay, there's still stuff in there. I'll get to it. That's it's okay. I can move on because I, I I feel like working to get to zero is more effort than value, and I'd rather move forward in the review process and get into the next stuff about getting current and uh, or, or or getting creative or or um, or or even or even just getting clear, but in other regards. So I I I I think that the the getting to zero thing is a lovely ambition, but I think it's more of a like getting to a mental anxiety state of zero than it is like an actual email volume of zero.
0: Yeah. Which makes perfect sense because, you know, some people are perfectly happy with thousands of emails in their inbox. I've had to settle and give up on the concept of inbox zero because I have a lot of email in my inbox. I do regularly go through and delete and archive and deal with stuff, but I end up just leaving things in my inbox because I think I'm going to come back to it later. And yes, that happens. It's okay. Um, But another kind of review that there is, um, which perhaps people may not think of as a form of review, is an inbox sweep where Mm. you just go, I know that there's some stuff in here, which is a potential ticking time bomb. I'm just gonna go through and skim stuff, and I'm not gonna process every single thing, and I'm not gonna organize every single thing. I'm just looking for those ticking time bombs, and those I'm gonna deal with. Right, um, and that's another kind of review, and that is a completely valid form of review because sometimes life is like that; it throws stuff at you. I had some stuff come up, you know, as we were recording today, you know, an hour or so before, where it was like oh, and this thing needs to happen. I thought it was going to be okay until Monday. No, it needs to happen today.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to go fish that on my inbox, see what notes I made, and, you know, deal with it. And that's an okay kind of review to do. Um, And it's actually a great form of review to do if you're having one of those times where life is throwing all the stuff at you and you're like, I think that there's some stuff here that needs dealing with now rather than mm-hmm. when everything gets processed, you know, at the end of the day or maybe even the end of tomorrow, depending on how many items you've got.
1: Totally. And I mean, if you can, if you can also work in a space where you don't have to be constantly monitoring uh, all of your inputs, uh, you know, particularly email, um, and you can establish, you know, I air quotes do email a couple of times a day and do it through a a review like that, where you're quickly triaging. I think that's a, that's a really powerful thing. Um, Another really powerful. Uh, review ritual uh, that i've gotten into is is uh, a slightly more structured and formalized daily review where i'm starting my day um wh- where I've, I've got a task that's called first things first and that is um basically like you know have i got the kids breakfast in order have i had my medications have i had you know that sort of like life essential stuff and then pour a coffee and what is on my calendar for the day What is on my task list today? What of these things uh, might need to move because of a conflict? What tasks do I need to generate to prepare for some of the meetings that I've got on my calendar for today? What tasks do I maybe need to defer or cancel because they're not going to work today uh, anymore? And um, being really thoughtful about what I want or not really thoughtful, but thoughtful enough about what do I want to feel like I achieved at the end of today and putting that you know, sort of marker for myself. Cause I find that to me, my most effective reviews are the ones where I can envision what the next review might feel like a little bit, like looking back on what I am now planning ahead for now, what do I want to say became true? And so how do I plan yep. for that? Uh, and I mean, in a daily review, I'm not thinking about like goals and outcomes and like, Life purpose so much as I'm just thinking about like tactics and tasks and actions and and doing that that outcomey stuff. That's more of a to me more of a weekly review, but even more so a monthly or yearly review type thing. We can talk about that later too.
0: Yeah. And I would say, you know, a daily review is something that most people do, even if they're not conscious of doing it. Mm. Um, Everybody has little habits and things that they do on a regular basis every morning or, you know, whatever time they get up, depending on what kind of work they do. Um, And it's a great opportunity, if you can, to just say, I'm going to take a day, let's say Thursday, um, and I'm just going to take note of what I actually do. Because what I find it's very tricky to create the habit of review because I personally am always extremely optimistic about everything, which means I'm there going, oh, and I'm going to do this. And yeah, I should do that. And oh, yeah, I definitely have to put this into my daily review. And before you know it, you've got four hours of things that you're supposed to be doing as part of your daily review, um, which, you know, is very optimistic and not going to happen ever because, you know, I don't have that many spare hours in my day. I don't have that many spare hours in my week, if I'm being honest. Mm. So I have to figure out, you know, what are the key things I can do in this period of time that will significantly improve that other period of time? So what can I do in 15 20 minutes in a morning that is going to improve the next 16 hours? Because 15 to 20 minutes mm. to make the next 16 hours, when I get to the end of them, be, oh, that was good. I got all this stuff done. That is a very worthy investment to me I agree whereas four hours and then only having twelve hours yeah eh, kind of doesn't feel so great right. um and I would suggest that actually, if you're looking at review, you don't have to spend you know days doing a yearly review, but spending longer doing the reviews of bigger time periods versus spent versus spending a shorter period of time doing reviews of say a day or a week to me makes a lot of sense um and i I would Suggests that that might also be a good place for people to start if they are looking to build more review habits and trying to figure out how long they might need.
1: For sure. And I think if you can capture in your mind some of the things that are made possible by your review process, that really makes a big difference too in terms of uh, reinforcing the habit by being reminded of the, of the value of it. I know that like for me, for example, words matter a whole lot. And Um, so by way of example, this morning, I have a recurring task on a biweekly basis, email Tim ideas for our biweekly meeting topics for our biweekly meeting. And I know in the back of my mind that, that the next, um, instance of our recurring meeting, I'm going to need to reschedule because I've got a conflict coming up and I'm thinking like, well, I'll just use that task as a reminder that I will actually need to reschedule that. But that's, I mean, kind of fair, but also kind of lazy and also creates cognitive dissonance later. Because when I look at this, I'm immediately going to see the words, you know, email about topics. And I'm going to think, yeah, but I have to reschedule it. And then I'm, oh, right. I was using this task as a reminder to myself to actually email him to reschedule. So now review is the time to reframe and rephrase that task into the real relevant Thing, um, and I, I think it's those subtle differences where you're you're not even capturing new actions or redef- or redefining what you know to be true about the world, but you're you're taking the time to make notes for yourself, uh, uh, like you said, making the next you know sixteen to twenty four hours easier. Um, all those little bits add up so quickly and so meaningfully um, that it it really it really pays off to. To clarify for yourself what the commitments are that you have to yourself and to others and to frame those in a way that makes sense so that when you look at them, it, it's it, it's right down to cranking widgets. It's not interpreting this action as meaning as what does it mean. It's just doing that action.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there is so much going on in our days that it's very nice to just sit there and look at a list that says, pack socks for trip and go, I know exactly what I need to do because it doesn't just say pack socks for trip. It says pack six pairs of socks for trip. And Uh I'm looking at that exact item in my task management system right now. It's in army focus and it's due on Sunday because that's when I need to have packed my socks by. And I'm just looking at that going, I know exactly what it is I need to do. Like there's a whole host of things that are coming up that need to be handled and dealt with, but I've broken it down. So my next action here is pack socks. And it feels great just having everything dealt with like that. Um, and what you were saying as well, Scotty, leads me to, to my next point. Sometimes it's worth doing a pre and a post review of things. Mm. So for example, my daily review is actually two parts. So I'll do 10, 15 minutes in the morning and five to 10 minutes at the end of the day. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to look ahead at the beginning of my day and I'm going to go, okay, all this stuff needs to get done. And at the end of my day... I am going to look ahead to tomorrow morning just to make sure that there aren't any early morning meetings to sneak up on me and surprise me. Um, But I'm also going to look back and go, okay, what happened? Um, You know, and what does this mean? So, oh, and I had that emergency meeting pop up at three, which meant that all of the stuff that I was going to do between three and five just didn't happen. So I need to email people and let them know, or I just need to rearrange this um, so that I know that I will get to this tomorrow because it is very urgent. Um, or I need to just say, well, actually, the meeting made these things obsolete. So I can, I can get rid of that. Um, and I find for many things, including time periods, doing a pre and a post is very helpful.
1: Uh, I I absolutely agree, and I for the longest time uh, I've had sort of a, a two phased weekly review uh, like that, where I, I focus on um, sort of the week back uh, at the end of the week, and then the week forward on on Monday. And I've uh, so a week back on on Friday, and then week forward on Monday. Uh, I found that having the weekend in between um, helps me uh, come at it with with fresh perspective, and that can be that can be really helpful. Uh, that can be really helpful too what about some of the the broader um horizon reviews of you know like monthly quarterly yearly i know we've talked about our year end review uh back on episode 13 um but what about um maybe let's talk then more about monthly and quarterly what you know, what do those mean for you in terms of how you approach them or what kind of questions you're asking for yourself
0: well, monthly for me is much more um, detailed than weekly. So weekly, I will go through and I'll look through all of my projects, but that's mostly sort of I'm going to skim through the titles of the projects and, oh, yeah, this one has a thing that I need. Uh, whereas in my monthly, I'm going to go back and look at all of the projects that I actually did in the last month or so mm. um, and go, okay, so, you know, is this is this good here? Do I need to do a project review for the, for the completion of this project? If yes, that needs to go into the task management system and so on. Um and then I also do the same thing looking forward, you know, what big projects are coming up, um, what trips are coming up, which may affect said projects um, or not, as the case may be, what deadlines are looming over me um, or not, as the case may be. And, you know, it, taking a, a look at the bigger picture. So in, in my weekly review, I said I look forward using the week view of my calendar about two weeks. What I do in my monthly review is I will go through every week in the next Six weeks. I I cheat a little bit here and I go a month and a half into the future. So I go through the next six weeks and I look and just see what's happening. Now, I don't assume that my 9 a.m. meeting on Tuesday is going to stay a 9 a.m. meeting on Tuesday. It's more of, oh, yeah, and we have a team meeting
1: Mm. that I need
0: to prepare for and stuff like that. And just making sure that I've gone through and and looked at the ideas of things um, and where possible, you know, organized stuff um, and definitely... There's, um, a more, it's more related to my goals so I can see, okay, well I have, so I actually do quarterly goals. Um, I have these quarterly goals. So there are three monthly reviews inside of a quarterly goal. Um, which means, you know, there are three monthly reviews for every quarterly review. How am I doing on my quarterly goals and do I potentially need to renegotiate these with myself? um, because this is happening or this thing happened. Um, and so that's, that's kind of what my mouth review looks like. What about yours?
1: Yeah, I, I, that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, th- what really resonates is starting to differentiate between, um, goals and, and, or goals, outcomes and projects, I guess. And m- maybe I'm spice- slicing hairs a little bit here, but, um, I think when I, when I look at a daily review, I'm really focused on tasks and actions. Like what do I have to do in a weekly review? I'm thinking a lot more about the projects uh, that I have. uh, And then what tasks do I therefore need in order for those projects to be successful on a monthly or quarterly basis? uh, I'm thinking um, a lot more about um, what are my, what are my goals? Yeah. Yeah. And what are the what are the outcomes that I will need in order to um, achieve those goals? And then, if I want those outcomes, then what projects do I therefore need? And then, what tasks do I therefore need about that? So there's there's to me there's a bit of a um, I should be able to draw a line at least at least philosophically and maybe subconsciously between an action that I am doing in a given moment and what that means to, with with respect to, you know, how I want my life to be, um, I don't think about that on a daily basis, but on a monthly basis, I like to be able to to draw some of those connections because it also helps me choose uh, between what things make it to my task list and which things don't. Um, because yes. this is this is an opportunity to not just see what projects I have, um, but also think about what projects I need to generate and which projects are there that maybe don't shouldn't be there or should be demoted to like a someday maybe which kind of means never uh it's, it's a lot of the it time it certainly
0: means not right now well it's
1: it certainly means not right now um and um i think differentiating between um tasks projects outcomes and goals is really really valuable to do um, but doing that on a more frequent cadence than you know probably quarterly. Um, ooh, that that sounds like probably you know like you were saying you know that sounds like four hours to make the next twelve hours better, and that's uh, that's a pretty tough sell.
0: Yes, and the other thing is is you know if you spend too much time looking at this stuff, it can be very demotivating, or at least give you a, a false view of what's actually happening. You know if you if you review your life goals on a daily basis and say, and does everything I'm doing today bring me in line with those life goals? That can be a good thing, because maybe it'll make you go, uh, actually, no, I really don't like my job. I need to find a new one. Mm. But at the same time, sometimes you just got to slog through the day and come back to this later. And so it, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you have to find the balance of how often are you reviewing these particular things to make your life better. Because that's the whole point of having a productivity system, isn't it? To make your life better so that you are happier. Because if you're not happy, then there's a problem. And that's something that that needs to be fixed somehow. Um, How that gets fixed, of course, is dependent on, on you and exactly what the underlying problem is. But I find yearly and quarterly are great times to be reviewing my goals. So I usually have uh it's stolen from Cortex a yearly theme. Um and then I have uh 12 week year goals. So I I attempt to com- accomplish a year in 12 weeks. There's a book. Um and uh <laughs> so I I do a year um a, a quarter essentially. And so I set goals and they're very specific and I say I'm going to do this and and then I do it um or I try to. Um and I make sure that I'm reviewing those quarterly goals on a monthly basis. Um, and sometimes even breaking that down into weekly goals where appropriate and saying, I'm going to do this in this week because if this doesn't happen, then this goal won't happen. And uh, that goes into my planning. And then that gets reviewed because sometimes I make notes for my future self when it comes to doing reviews.
1: Absolutely. And I, I think the thing that comes to mind again, so much as as I hear you talk about that is, um, and I mentioned this on our, on our, on our one year uh, episode of nested folders 31. It was great. Um, is that, the success of the getting things done workflow is not like these steps um, as you know isolated occurrences, but as a as a real chain of events. Like the the purpose of a good review is so that you can do so. In as much as you can, take this time to set yourself up so that when it comes time to doing, you're not needing to capture or process or clarify or organize or further review, you're setting yourself up to do, right? You, 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 you mm-hmm. capture so that you can clarify, you clarify so that you can organize, you organize so that you can review and you review so that you can do. So think not just about the actor of, of reviewing, but imagine yourself in a doing mode and making sure that the way you're reviewing is setting yourself up for that.
0: Yes. Definitely. Because at the end of the day, you know, being productive is all about getting stuff done so that we can make sure that we're enjoying our lives. Um, and if you can't get stuff done, then it's time to go back and do another round of review. Mm-hmm. Well, Scotty, I don't know about you, but I feel that in review, this episode went quite well.
1: I, I agree. and I, I, I mean, I, I always leave these conversations jazzed and, uh, and inspired. and And so now I'm going to, I'm going to go and do a review properly because uh, I think uh, I think I might have shortcut it this morning after hearing all of your ideas. I want to want to take another run at this and see how I can make that better.
0: Well, that's that's something that we can always do. Attempt to improve. So, if you are looking to find out more about the show, then you can find us over at nestedfolderspodcast dot com, and you can also find us on Twitter at nestedfolders. If you want to send us feedback, we do have a contact form on our website. And of course, you're welcome to send it over on Twitter. Scotty, where can people find out about you?
1: I can be found at heyscottyj.com or by the same name at heyscottyj on Twitter and Instagram. Rosemary Orchard, where might people find you?
0: Uh, You can find me at rosemaryorchard.com or rosemaryorchard on micro.blog and on Twitter. That's it for today, folks. See you in two weeks.
1: Take care till then, Rose.
0: Bye, Scotty.